I had the longest day today. I just it's a Wednesday when I'm recording this I just it's been such a long day for me um which is odd because the last few days I felt like they're so short and I think it's because I just had stuff scheduled without a break today I just didn't really have any break at all today um and I just it was just a lot so I feel like the topic of today's episode is very fitting because I'm going to have to be teaching myself this at the same time. And the topic today is focusing on learning how to practice detachment or just being unbothered or as I relate to it the most, going with the flow. And that is what I need right now because I'm so tired and I think I just need a moment to kind of detach from everything around me for a little bit. So this podcast is going to be the time for me to do that and we'll go over it together we'll figure it out what even is detachment and we'll learn together i need a tea break i put too much sugar in that so what even is detachment i've seen a lot of people refer to this as detachment i prefer to just call it going with the flow i feel like that's just what resonates with me the, mo- the most but detachment is basically that idea of going with the flow or just being able to detach or realize that you know yes we you know not everything is permanent and being able to recognize that things come and go and being able to recognize the things that you can control versus the things that you can't control. I've been seeing a lot of videos like this um, throughout the last few years and something that I just really wanted to touch on because there is one thing that I feel like people forget to mention in any video about detachment and I feel like it's just really important. So we're gonna talk about that today as well as just what is detachment and how, how have I felt like I've been able to practice it and what what are my suggestions. So let's do it. First, just looking at some like definitions, what even is detachment, two things that I found that resonated with me and I'm going to read them off right here. Uh, One is a quote that says, detachment is an art of enjoying something while also always being open to the possibility of losing it someday. And the other is the laws of detachment. So one, allow others to be who they are. Two, allow yourself to be who you are. Three, don't force situations. Four, solutions will emerge. Five, uncertainty is reality. And six, embrace it. What I think of when I think of detachment is the idea of going with the flow, allowing yourself to embrace and love the things around you, to be able to really be one with your surroundings, but also not attached to it in a way that you know, when it when it leaves or when something shifts or anything like that, being able to not be too attached to it that it that it uproots your own personal life. Now, all of this, take it with a grain of salt because things are difficult and when things change, it does sometimes uproot uproot our internal personal lives. And that's okay. I'm not saying here, and this is a really big misconception I feel like, is by practicing detachment or going with the flow, this isn't to say that you should just not feel connected with the things around you, or you should just, you know, live on your own because everything else is going to leave, or anything like that, or if 
you know, you are grieving something or you are dealing with a change or something like that and you aren't able to completely go with the flow or you're having an emotional response to it, that is okay because that is being human and that is the big misconception that I feel like people don't talk about is that by practicing this, it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. By practicing this, it does not mean that we are saying you can't have any emotions you you know we're we're focusing on controlling what you can control so if you're trying to control something else like it's like no what we're saying by this is it is a an act of learning how to not be as attached to things learning how to embrace going with the flow so that when you need to it might lessen the effect a little bit it's not saying it's not going to be there you know, dealing with any sort of change or transition or anything is so difficult. I deal with a lot of issues with transitions. So I've been working at this, but I found that the number one thing that helps me in a moment of difficulty in transition or any sort of change or anything like that is acceptance. Accepting myself and being like, you know what? I don't feel good right now. That's the reality. And I'm going to continue to spite it. And I'm going to give myself grace. I'm going to let myself rest a little bit and then I'm going to keep going. So I, I think that is just one really big thing that before we talk about any of this, I want to point out. Because when watching other videos, when just looking at the idea of detachment, sometimes it can feel like we're saying, you know, you you can't have emotions or you can't be feeling attached to anything and I feel like there's a very fine line I feel like it is important to be able to connect with things to attach to them honestly quite honestly that's why I don't like the word detachment for this but for the sake of the video that's what we're going to call it along with going with the flow um because it makes it feel like we're saying completely detached from something and that's not what we're saying at least that's not what i'm saying so with all of that said how do you practice detachment or going with the flow i feel like the best way to explain it from my mindset is this is something that i learned in the short time that i was in a dbt program um which it's an incredible program it just wasn't right for me at the time um but one of the practices that i learned was looking at things in your wise mind so think of your mindset as a spectrum you have on one end your logical mind and on the other hand you have your emotional mind so logical mind is obviously more logical analytical really thinking things through whereas emotional mind is when you kind of are just feeling a lot of emotions or wanting to act through those emotions so for example um in times of transition i am very much so in my emotional mind because i'm dealing with a lot of struggles because like i said i do struggle with transitions it's difficult for me and i like things to be just a little bit comforting and clear and that you know any transition is going to be difficult so in that moment when i am in a transition i am on my emotional mind i'm a lot of times i'm in this mindset right here and I'll be feeling a lot of things like, I can't do this, I'm scared, I'm afraid, I'm anxious, I'm tired, like all of these different emotions and feelings. And in that moment, when you're going through something like that, even just, you know, a spurt of anxiety, something like that, 
the best thing that you want, like what we want to be in, is we want to be in the center. In the center of the emotional mind and the logical mind, there is the wise mind. And that is where we want to be. That is where we're able to use both of them, take both of them together and create a decision or just a mindset that is healthy. Um, So in a time when I am in my emotion mind, the way to combat that and try to get to my wise mind is by thinking more logically. So for example, thinking, hmm, I've done a transition, like I've gone through transitions before and I've been fine. I can do this. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not alone. There's other people who are going through the same transition. This isn't a new thing. Like people have been doing this before and they got through it. Um, recognizing that even just the fact of saying like, I know I, I know I have difficulties with transitions. This is difficult. And I know I can get through it. All of these things are just ways of stepping back and looking at it almost as like an outside point of view. And that's kind of what the the idea of detachment is, is seeing your world from an almost an outside point of view and being able to recognize that like you are you, you know, you can control only certain things. You can only control what you can control and these other things they are just a part of the story. They're just around you. They're like, you You are the main character and they are just all around you, part of your story. So looking at it as more of an outside point of view can sometimes help too, is being able to just, again, we're not trying to make the emotions go away. If they do, that's great. But like being able to just recognize, okay, this is difficult and I'm going to really focus on 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 what I can control. I'm going to focus on finding that wise mind. I'm going to focus on all of that. So that is one thing that just helped me go with the flow a little bit more, but I still struggle with it. So a few other things that along with this practice can be helpful in order to practice detachment is again, like I said, focusing on what you can control. Life is difficult. And there's no easy way to put that. Life is hard. It is terrifying. It is difficult. It is scary. But it can also be really, really beautiful. And so being able to recognize that there are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. You know, the fact that transitions are hard for me. Yes, I can work on it and I have been working at it. But ultimately, it's, I can't make the transition go away. I'm going to have to get through those emotions. So the thing that I can't control is the idea of the transition happening. I can't make that transition go away, but I can do my best to control how I respond to it. So for example, going to my counselor and talking to her about that, um, spending some extra time with myself, being kind to myself, accepting myself no matter what, and just really doing all of the best practices that I can, trying to get myself back to that wise mind, all of these different things that I can control. And they make the situation easier because no, I can't get the transition to go away, but I can change how I try and respond to it. I feel like personally, a lot of times when I am feeling a little bit icky or gross about something, it's because of something that I can't control. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that I'm trying to control that I can't control, but it is often just because of something I can't control. Like, for example, you know, you just had a bad day. Sometimes that just happens, even if you do all of the best practices that you can, even if nothing specific happened, you just have, it's just one of those days. And so being able to look at it in terms of, okay, I can't control that. 
sometimes it's even just as simple as saying, okay, I can't control it. Like being like, you know what, it's out of my hands. Like somehow it is, it is really empowering to be able to do that and then also realizing like is it is it an issue you know okay if it's a bad day like we all have bad days but if there's something like oh transitions right I could be like well you know I can't control it so whatever and then I end up just kind of moping around and stuff no what the thing is is to be like hey I can't control it it's out of my hands in terms of the situations that happening but then you'd be like, okay, so that's out of my hands, but what can I control? So what can I control in response to that? Yeah, transitions are hard and I can't control the fact that they're difficult for me and that they they happen, right? But what can I control? Well, I can work on it. I can, I can be talking to my counselor. I can be working on stuff. I can be nice to myself. I can talk to people about it. And I can be honest. There's so many different things that I can do in response to that. So it's not saying, well, I can't control that. It's out of my hands. Next thing. Instead, you know, you look at it and if it is something that you do need to make an effort at or something that does need to maybe change or does need to just like, it's something that you do have to control something of, of what's going on internally, you can still do that. So I think another thing that can be really difficult that is important to practice detachment from is comparison. I, I still struggle with this a lot. I actually would be super interested in doing an entire video just on my experience with social media and what I'm doing to uh, help myself with that. And I, in one of the next episodes, I'm going to be talking about it a little bit, but it would be, it would be interesting for me to sit down and really do an entire episode on that at some point. But I, I have my struggles with social media. I do struggle with it. And to the point where I have, I've set a few boundaries on that and I'm hoping to set a few more. Not boundaries that will really change the amount of content you see or what content you see or anything. Not much with that. That's a more minimal minimal effect. But in terms of just kind of behind the scenes, you know, this the time that I spend on Instagram, the time that I spend online, do I have it downloaded on my phone or not? Like all these different things because I do struggle with comparison online and it's difficult. And that is something where I have been trying to work on the detachment with, but I think is also just important to work on the detachment with, is recognizing, okay, I'm comparing myself to this person. Can I become them? No, I can't. I am me. So recognizing that like, okay, I'm feeling this comparison And instead of looking at it in something of being like, okay, I'm going to be hard on myself for it. I'm going to try and change it, anything like that. Looking at it in terms of, well, I can't control that. I can't control that part of it. So instead, I'm going to control what I can control and things like setting, you know, maybe like my response to it was setting more of a time limit on Instagram because I knew that it was something I struggled with. And that was kind of the only way I could control it at that point. Um, I've, I've heard one, one person, it was Anna, Anna Sitar. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of her who are watching this. And in one of her videos, she said, if you can't change it in five minutes, don't worry about it. And I, I, that one really just resonated with me there because I realized, you know what? Like, yeah, if you can't change it in five minutes, why are you trying to change it? Like, it's not something that you need to change. You are perfect the way that you are. 
you are amazing the way that you are. And I struggle with a lot of that. Even just, I think a big one for me is actually my personality, the way I express myself, things like that. Like I, it took me a long time, but I've learned to have a lot more body positivity than I used to. But the big thing that I struggle with now is more like personality, the way that I talk, you know, the way that I present myself, what kind of stuff I post, all of that. And that is a little bit more of a struggle that is hard for me because I know I can change what I post. I know I can change, you know, my clothing or anything like that. But but again, those aren't, those aren't things that I can just change within five minutes. Those are things that take some time and ultimately I want to, I want to be who I am. I don't want to be someone else online. I don't want to be someone that I'm not because I want to be the most authentic person I can. And it's hard for me to, to recognize that and to work with that. So that phrase right there saying, if you can't change it in five minutes, then don't change it has really, really resonated with me on that. And I think that that is a really big, a big one for detachment. Is, is again, just recognizing that like you are you, this other person, this other person that's presenting themselves online, they are them and I'm not going to try and change them and I'm also not going to try and change myself. And that is just so important to me. And along with that, I really, really have been learning the empowering feeling of spending time with yourself. Again, social media is difficult. Just being online is difficult. Being around people is amazing but I think that it also is really important to spend time with yourself and with that I won't talk about this too much but a little bit of what we talked about in last week's episode is spending time with yourself. I feel like the best way to practice detachment is you mean the first thing is that you need to get to know yourself you need to know who you are you need to know what it is that you can control like what even can you control what even what even is possible to control, you know, what even, you know, all of these different things. And like for me, a lot of times with comparison or something like that, a lot of times I'll look at myself and I'll be like, okay, what do I love about myself? And you you have to sit down to learn those things. You have to sit down to experience those things. It's difficult. It's not fun always, but you have to sit down to recognize and experience those things and realize, you know, really what is it that I can control really what is it like who am I and that is I think the the process to detachment is being able to like accept yourself being able to really dig inside yourself dig within yourself and figure out like who is it that I am and how can I accept that and how can I use that in my reality you know because One thing that has always been so helpful for me, especially in the time of transitions like I've been talking about, is that at the end of the day, the one thing that people can't take away from me is who I am. You know, even when I had pandas disorder and one of the ways that I described it was it felt like I had my body, but there was a monster inside of me and I didn't know where I was. Deep down, I was still there deep down like I would spend hours and hours meditating I would spend hours just sitting with myself because that was how I found myself I knew that deep down I was still there deep down I still had that mindset that knew there has to be some way out of this and so deep down I was still there and I do you know like 
at least I hope that no one can take away who you are. You know, at the end of the day, no matter where I am in the world, no matter what new dorm or apartment I'm in, no matter what new classes I'm in, no matter what new people are around, no matter what financial stuff, any of that, at the end of the day, I can sit down and be with myself. My mind is always going to be there. I am able to be me. And that is a gift. And yes, there are times when we can't be ourselves. Yes, as a queer person, I know the difficulty of feeling like you can't be yourself. And that's terrible, but that's not what I'm talking about here. I mean, I mean the deep down in the root of like, who are you? Not not your labels, not your identity, not what you do for a living, not any of that. I mean, who are you deep down? Who is Alessia? Who are you? What is your mindset? Like, you always have that mindset. You always have your experiences. You always have the ability to learn. And that, to me, is just absolutely incredible because I've, I've learned to find a home in that. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I don't want to be home. Sometimes I am overthinking and the last thing I want to do is sit down with myself. And sometimes it is difficult and it's not helpful to sit down with myself. But at the end of the day, everywhere that I go, every new experience that I go through, I do it all with myself. I'm there the entire time. I'm the one that I live my entire life with. And I think that that is such a powerful thing and such an important thing. And I do really think that in in practicing detachment, you need to know who you are. And so that might even just be the first step for you is sitting down and trying to figure that out. And if that is, that's okay. That's beautiful. The fact that we're even here having this conversation and talking about it, that's huge. It's incredible. So do that. Spend time with yourself. Get to know yourself because I'm, I'm constantly getting to know myself more. If someone were to come up to me and ask me, who are you? I still don't know what I would say. Maybe I'll never know what I'll say. It changes every time because I'm still getting to know myself constantly. And then the last thing is to be aware of your mindset. Sometimes things just suck. And to not try and push that away, to not try and be like, well, I shouldn't be feeling this, you know, to not be hard on yourself or anything of that. Just recognizing like, okay, you know what? It does suck. Yeah, I'm struggling. And being able to look at it with a growth mindset of there's there's always something I can learn. There's always something new there. I'm, I'm a neuroscience girl, if people don't know that. Um, so one of the one of the studies that I was reading was talking about the fact that and I don't remember all the details, but the summary of it was basically people who embrace the idea that the brain can change, can shift, can reorganize, that you can grow, that you can change, or that you can, you know, learn um, and improve and just all of those things, people who embrace that and believe that are more likely to be able to actually embrace a growth mindset. Being able to sit down and recognize like, yeah, I feel terrible in this moment. Like, yeah, I don't feel good right now. And also recognizing that that doesn't mean that that's how it's going to be forever. 
that you can change, that you can grow. If there's something you feel like you need to change, if there's something you feel like you need to grow at, if there's something that you feel like, oh, I just don't get it quite yet, but you know, just recognizing that like you can, you'll get there.